down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome everyone. I hope you had an absolutely wonderful week. Um, It was incredible weather-wise. We had a beautiful sunny Florida as always. And of course we have our evening thunderstorms. Well, as we all, as you know, I write for News with Views, and so do a lot of other wonderful people. And we'll be talking about that in a minute. But this past week, I got a flyer from News with Views that I wanted to share with you. And this is a flyer uh, about a movie. It's an educational DVD. And the name of it is A More Perfect Union, America Becomes a Nation. And this is about our history, which I strongly suggest that you all take a look at, because what you learned in school is probably not our real history. But that really wasn't what I was driving at. I wanted to read you something because this is very important. It says, America Becomes a Nation is a two-hour motion picture dramatizing the events of the Constitutional Convention of 1787. Okay, so the time frame that we're talking about is 1787-90 in that time frame. Now, why did this catch my attention? Because the next paragraph said, a more perfect union is the first comprehensive recreation of those stirring heated debates during the sweltering summer of 1787. The sweltering summer is where I stopped reading. I then went and looked up and sure enough, what was happening in the late 1700s we were having an incredible heat wave. Okay, now think about that for a minute, folks. A heat wave. This was before the Industrial Revolution. So how can they blame our climate on the Industrial Revolution? Folks, they have been lying and lying and lying about everything. These are the globalists, and oh, how they lie. Well, today I want to talk about their lying and what it has done to us as a nation. What do these people believe? Where do they get these theories from? They have to be coming from someplace. And I have a wonderful guest who will be sharing this show with me. She also writes for News with Views. Her name is Kathleen Marquardt. And Kathleen is a vice president at the American Policy Center which was started a long time ago when we first started writing about what is going on in America and this amazing shift to the left. Folks, you're listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And as I said before, I have asked Kathleen to join me today because she has an 
incredible article in News with Views that I hope everyone will read. And it says, what part of Agenda 21 didn't you get? Well, Kathleen is a longtime warrior, just like Karen. And welcome to the show, Kathleen. It is a pleasure to have you on. Fabulous <laughs> article bringing up exactly what's going on, which was started years, hundred years ago. This is nothing new, folks. This has been again and again recreated. Thank you for joining me today, Kathleen. Oh, thank you for having me. I always love coming on your show. Oh, thank you. And I'm glad to know that you're feeling better because we'll have you back. Uh, what is happening today in America is nothing new. And I don't think people understand that. So I know, Kathleen, that one of the hot buttons that we have all been discussing is this depopulation idea. So where do we think that that is coming from? Oh, are you kidding? This, is, <laughs> this has been coming for, for ages and ages and ages. But remember back, well, you wouldn't remember and I wouldn't remember, but um, Margaret Sanger, we all know about Margaret Sanger, who, who has been very promoting population control for ages but she I mean this woman said I believe that now immediately there should be a national sterilization from for certain dysgenic types of our population who are being encouraged to breed and would die out if the government were not feeding them oh now, my gosh okay but now now this was about certain populations of people. Obviously, it was about the blacks. This is what they're doing to us now. You know, they, it's like every, you, you always remember about the, the alligator. You know, you're all be, being chased by, by the alligator, and you just hope you can outrun everybody else. So the whites and the Chinese and the Spanish are trying to outrun the blacks for the alligator to eat, Right. Right. They're gonna, it's going to get to all of us eventually. They just, it's incrementalism. It's, it's the, a slice of the salami at a time. When I was fighting animal rights, you know, they were going after the trappers, after the researchers, after the small organizations, the small people. Eventually, they're going to get down to all meat eaters and all pet owners because Animal rights, obviously, doesn't even believe in pet ownership, but people don't understand it. But what it is, is they're coming after us one little group at a time. And where are they getting this from, folks? Write this down. Uh, remember, this is going to be a really important one, and I suggest that you get your papers and pens and write down this name. His name is Thomas Malthus. Thomas Malthus was a... Uh, an economist, a philosopher, he created a theory about population. And his theory was that the popu basically the population is going to outgrow the food supply. Well, aren't we making that happen today? That's the whole idea. They believe that the population is too great for the amount of food. And rather than saying, oh, let's beef up our food supply and make sure that everybody gets fed because we certainly have enough land and we have enough grain and we have enough of everything in order to be able to do that, what are they doing? 
They are selectively starving people by shutting down their means of food production by curtailing fertilizer, by telling them how much they can count their beef, by telling them what they can feed their chickens, by telling the farmers what they can, how much they can fertilize, how much water they can use because everything is more important than human beings because human beings are going to overpopulate the planet and there's not going to be enough food. That's what they say. Well, now what they're doing, Kathleen, is they're making it happen, aren't they? They've taken Malthusian theory, which is pure poppycock, and they've turned it upside down. And they're yes, they're making it happen. In, in England today, and I don't have it right in front of me, but I just I'm I'm working on probably six articles at once, but this <laughs> one article is about in England the government has told farmers they have to shut down their farms. They can keep twelve acres to themselves, five hectares, and and for their own use. But they got to shut down their farms, and the choice is you either give that that property to the government or you turn it into this wild and scenically beautiful area, right? Oh, conservation. That, that all the poor starving people can romp around in. You think the starving people are going to care if the grass is green? I don't think so. They're going to say, where is my food? What is growing here? What, what used to grow here? So rather than trying to accommodate the people, they really are trying to starve the people. And all we have to do is go back not even very far in our history and see who did the same thing. Oh, Stalin. Oh, Mao. Oh, Pol Pot. They all do exactly the same thing. In order to get control of the people, the first thing you go after is energy and food. And if the government controls energy and food, the people are basically slaves of the government. And this is what they want by the things that they say and the people that they follow. So they've taken the Malthusian concept of we're overpopulated. And he suggested, listen to this one, folks. He suggested that the population must get back to a sustainable level and natural forces would correct the imbalance between food supply and population growth. And what natural forces is he talking about? Floods, earthquakes, and human-made actions like wars and famines. And this would be used to control the population, the growth of the population, to stop it in its tracks, because we cannot have a world where all the people are fed. That means that there's too many people. And this is what they believe. Now, if you put that together, Kathleen, with their theory of economics, they follow big Marxists. Oh, everything must be owned and controlled by the government. Isn't that the roots of Agenda 21, Kathleen? Absolutely. And I wanted to add a few other things to your list of how they're depopulating the world already through, through abortion, pandemics, and now they're also calling for, and, and this is going to, you're going to start seeing a lot more of it, euthanasia of us useless eaters that are older. 
your audience might start looking for this. The, the word cannibalism is popping up a lot lately too. And they put these words out there so you get inured from hearing about them and it doesn't sound so awful after a while. So yeah, what, what we're seeing is all incredible. This is Agenda 21 and Marxism, as you know full well, it never, ever, ever builds back, as they say, build back better. It only They can only tear down. And that's exactly their goal, to tear down uh, America and, and Christianity. The sad thing is that people don't get it, that they've got to destroy in order to do to destroy America and Christianity as they have to wipe out the middle class because we're the only ones that will revolt because we have the brains and we have the power to do it. Um, you know, in Russia, they, they, they had that fake revolution that the workers were going to rise up, but workers don't rise up. And, and one of the, one of the goals in, in this one world government is they will have a population of maybe two to 300 million Chinese because they've been subservient their whole lives. So that's all they know. But the rest of us are going to get wiped out other than the global elite and their useful idiots. They lean heavily on artificial intelligence. And from what I was reading, they expect that uh, the useless eaters, that's us, as Kathleen just mentioned, will become nothing more than monitors uh, doing what the AI, is, the artificial intelligence, is telling them to do. So not only will we be slaves of the elite, and that's a whole other issue, but we will also be beholden to artificial intelligence as they continue to wipe out our jobs and replace them with robots. This is their goal. They would rather interact with a robot than another human being because a robot will not ask the question of why are you starving us? Why are you shutting down farmland? Why are you making it impossible for farmers to irrigate their property? Why do you want to do that? And the answer of why is very simple. I believe, Kathleen, it is because of power. These people are totally 100% power hungry. They will eliminate anything that gets in their way. And they have taken a group of um, economic ideas, I believe, and merged them together to come up with, of course, Agenda 21, which is really just the precursor of this Green New Deal and the Great Reset. They are all a regurgitation of what was in Agenda 21. So it doesn't matter what name they give it, does it, Kathleen? Because it's all the same garbage. Exactly. It, there's two factors here. One, they bring them, it's Agenda 21 always, but they add new evil glitches in them. But they change, they have to change the name all the time because once we expose you know, what smart growth was now they back down, you know, they hide that or the wildlands project, because when we showed 
when we show the world what they're doing, then they rename it so that you you think it's an all new thing and it's these people and it's just erupting because, gosh, this is really important and we need to do this. And it's never been thought of before. This is how they're doing it. Unbelievably evil. I can't describe it any other way. And it's a combination, I believe, of like four or five different philosophies. So I'd like to discuss them so that people understand where all of this is coming from. It didn't come out of thin air. This was a thought out, evil thought out plan. But it seems as though there were four or five different nuances that got thrown together to make the new plan. And I believe that they work with the philosophy of Karl Marx, John Maynard Keyes, the Fabian Society, and Thomas Malthus. And each one of those had a a little different twist on what they wanted to do. So usually what happens when you're working a new policy is you go to old policies and you say, what worked? And let's take the best of what worked from the old policy and then put it together and form a new policy. It seems to me like they took these policies and said, what doesn't work? And let's do that. (laughs) Because as Kathleen just said, none of their programs work. They're not supposed to work, folks. They are supposed to be expensive. They are supposed to be taking money from the middle class to do these insane programs that will never work. Why will they not work? Because if they worked, then we wouldn't need them anymore. We wouldn't need these elite. We wouldn't need these people to tell us what to do. And they can never have that. Everything that they do must be monitored by the government Every policy must be a government policy. That is pure communism, is it not, Kathleen? It is pure communism, I think, with with a Machiavellian trade in there. You know, let's really twist it up really well. And Machiavelli was brilliant, <clears throat> brilliant and evil both. So he works perfectly for these people. Oh, good. I have to put him on my list. I'm putting him on my list, folks. I want to look them, look him up and include that to the list. So let's go over some of these people and what did they believe. Uh, Karl Marx, he wrote the Communist Manifesto and Das Kapital. So what did Karl Marx believe in, Kath- Kathleen? Oh, Marx believed in getting rid of religion, um, saying it was the, the it stupefied the masses but he wanted he really wanted them stupefied and he didn't want them to believe in anything but him there are so many different philosophers um, one of them that you just um, alluded to and men- and I think we must mention is the Hegelian dialectic how does that work Kathleen well what they do is they take uh, uh, it's it's thesis, antithesis, and then the solution to all this, which they take something like the um, a the Floyd um, death, the 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 black druggie who was supposedly killed by the police, and they make him out to be a a hero, but 
they have to start. So the synthesis is he's been killed and we've got to go after the police. And so they push and push and push. And then the government pretends that they weren't in on this, but they helped make it. So then they start defunding police departments. And then we get to the resolution. And then we start all over with another issue. This is the Hegelian dialectic that they transferred over to Marxism. But it really doesn't work. But it never worked with the Hegelian dialectic to begin with. So it doesn't matter if it works with Marxism or not. It's another pretend thing that they're doing it's to destroy uh, moral absolutes. It's dest to destroy Christianity. Christianity brought us the moral absolutes. That's why they have to destroy Christianity, because without Christianity, there are no moral absolutes. So to President Bush made this statement, well, the world is no is is no longer black and white, it's gray, so there are no moral absolutes anymore. I mean, come That's, on. <laughs> I would you expect nothing that? less than him, from him. Uh, people, uh, I really don't realize what the Bush family is all about, but they are, I wouldn't even say knee deep, I would say neck deep in all of this that's going on. They are also believers. So what is this global reset or one world order or new world order? What is this all about? Well, if we took a combination of all of these different philosophies and put them together, that's about what we would have where the power and the control and all of the money and all of the means of production and distribution of all goods and services belong to the government. So what is the purpose of the people? Basically, nothing. They don't want people power. They don't want anyone to interfere with their power. And they believe in theories that make no sense, like John Maynard Keynes. And the problem with John Maynard Keynes is that it is basically the philosophy of economics that's taught in school. So when these kids leave school and they go and they go into the field of economy in some way, shape, or form, their programs don't work because they're not designed to work. So what did John Maynard Keyes believe in? They, he believed in government spending, infrastructure, programs, unemployment, and education, the government spending on those items are the only thing that will bring full employment. Government should target the companies, not the people. And this says, what he is saying is that the government should increase the demand to boost the growth. Well, that never happens. Can that ever happen, Kathleen? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then we have things like diversity, inclusion, and equity. And I change the order of that because that says die, and that's basically what they want America to do, is to die. By putting these things in place, what we are all now living is the result of affirmative action, as no one in this O'Biden administration is capable of making an economic decision that makes sense. What do you think of that, Kathleen? Well, 
they're not supposed to make an economic decision that makes sense. If oh. they did, we would, we would start improving already. They are, you have to understand, they are so well on their way to achieving Agenda 21 or Agenda 2030, however you want to look at it. They, because people have, until the last five or six years, people hadn't started waking up. And the, there's, a couple, there's a couple of things you have to understand. Actually, I'd like to say three things. One, they do not want you to understand anything that's going on. They just want you to be a useful idiot to shut up and sit down. And in our schools, our schools have been programmed since 19... I think it was 1975, they, they put the B-STEP program in behavioral science technology, um, technology education project. The, the bottom line of this 300 and some page document that the Department of Health and Human Services and University of Michigan put together is they're going to basically put kids, get kids into drugs uh, so that they can be happy doing nothing as they only want the top and that's the cream of the crop, the children of the global elite to learn. And, and the rest of they're going to teach these things that, are, that totally are irrelevant. No, they're not irrelevant. They're worse than irrelevant. They're destructive because they want you to believe government, no government is good. You've got to have some government, but it's not good. So like our founding fathers said, you've got to keep your eye on them every second. And of course, nobody did. But we are, we are, we are being so dumbed down so fast and so programmed that I, I don't have mainstream media. I don't have television. I don't listen to the radio. Um, but people, you keep, they keep getting bare just barraged with all these these little words that that are going to start making sense to you pretty soon like i mentioned cannibalism earlier i mean they want and it, and it's how they programmed in the sexual revolution you know first they wanted women's rights and and where did women's rights end up women's rights ended up with men in their changing rooms and men being allowed to be in the bathrooms and men being able to say they're women so so they can compete with women and a woman can't compete with men athletically and still win. But they so they've destroyed that. They're destroying the family. I mean, look at this new thing of where sex with men and little boys, pedophilia. pedophilia. Yes, and... Hold that thought. Uh, we are going to be at the end of our segment, and uh, I want to make sure that everybody understands what you're talking about, and let's elaborate more on that when we come back after the break. Please tell everyone where they can find you. Um, you can find me at contact at AmericanPolicy.org. That's where I am. Okay. 
Folks, don't go away. We will be right back. You have been listening to Karen Schoen. This is the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And while we have been talking about things generally, the Alliance is working on legislation. Folks, if you are not in Florida, go to the Alliance, Florida Citizens Alliance, go flca.com, see what we are involved in and copy that and use it in your state. That was the idea of America. 50 little incubators doing different things. And then we get to choose to see which one is best and that's which one is best for us. And that's where we go and live. That was the whole idea of America. Unfortunately, that whole idea is lost, but we're bringing it back. We will find it again. Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code out loud. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. All right. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulvidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the CofixRx banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Surely if you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. So you can listen in on our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. 
Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with our wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, why do I call this the prism of America's education? Because what happens is we take one concept, and true or not, they force it through society, mostly without testing. And here's a new policy that we're going to follow today. Isn't this wonderful is what we get. And just like what's going on in our Congress and our Senate right now, as they are voting on this disgraceful $750 billion atrocity, which will just shift money from the middle class to the elite, because they will be invested in all of these green programs, knowing full well that they will probably follow a path of cylindra, which means we'll get money, we'll hang out for a year or so, and then we'll file bankruptcy, screw the American people who cares about them. That's what they think. So how did they put all of this together? Well, they took the, as Kathleen said before the break, they took the worst of every component of all of these theories and philosophies and put them together to create the Great Reset. And at the Great Reset, we have a combination of Karl Marx, who believed that the capitalists were doing nothing other than exploiting the people. Well, they also provided incredible wealth to those people and a lot of other wonderful things and invented and created a lot of things that help humanity. That doesn't count. And then they took John Maynard Keyes and his philosophy that says the only way to get out of a depression, recession, whatever you want to call it, is for government to spend more money. And that's what they are on a course of doing right now. The government should be the one to increase the growth, not the people, not the individual. And then they followed the Fabian Society, which said, we don't want to hit them over the head and make them communists immediately. Let's do it little by little. So we'll take a little piece from here and a little piece from there. And if we do this intervention, like we go on and we say, oh, well, we can't have competition with the fossil fuel industry, so we'll just regulate it out of business, and then we'll force the uh, renewables on the people. That's the way the Fabian society thinks. And then, of course, they have the Malthusian theory, which says that populations are going to grow too fast, so we must do everything we possibly can to stop their growth in their tracks. We cannot have too many countries. We can't have any more countries who are following America. That would be a disaster. Think of all the things that the people would want, and that would cut into the profit of the elite. Then we have Klaus Schwab. Oh, well, my favorite, I forgot. And that is Niccolo Machiavelli. Now he was very cunning and he was very sneaky. And he's the one that said, the ends justify the means and that behavior should be followed by our politicians. And then of course we have Klaus Schwab, who was weaned on all of this, his parents were Nazis, and we know where that went. And he is the head of the World Economic Forum. 
last week he published a paper saying it must be the end of wasteful private car ownership. They don't want you mobile. They don't want you to move. They don't want you to do anything without government intervention. And then his buddy, uh, Dr. Harari, who said that free will is over. Humans are just hackable animals. And that all we should have to do with humans is give them drugs and video games and let them be happy on government subsidies who needs those humans anyway. What a future they have picked for us. And all of this is focused around Agenda 21, which is how we got here to begin with. And as I said at the beginning of the show, Kathleen wrote an incredible article. So Kathleen, I'd like you really to explain that article. What is Agenda 21? What are these sustainable developments? What does that mean? Well, the short answer is that it is the action plan implemented worldwide to inventory and control all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all energy, all education, all information, and all human beings in the world. And while at it, reduce the human population by over 90%. How is that going to happen? I think they've got that covered too, don't they, Kathleen? Absolutely. Agenda 21 consists of two parts. The first part was funneling all all tasks of Congress into the alphabetical agencies like Health and Human Services, HUD, DOT, Department of Transportation, Environmental Protection Agency, Homeland Security, National Security Agency, and to the President's Council on Sustainable Development, plus to other unelected bodies that were appointed by the President's Council on Sustainable Development. And this even includes NGOs affiliated with the United Nations. And but when I say that, understand all these appointed boards represent no one. Elected f- officials created these boards to carry out these policies that they just created. Okay, that's a heavy sentence, so I hope everybody understands that. These boards that are now dictating law to us, which I believe the Supreme Court told the EPA they can't do that, so hopefully that will filter into some of the other agencies, but now they are dictating law, and they have no authority to do that, do they, Kathleen? It depends. Under the Constitution, no. Under executive orders, that's exactly what they have the power to do because, because part two of Agenda 21, I told you the, fun, the part of ta- taking all of Congress, they destroyed Congress. You don't see real bills coming out of Congress right now. They destroyed it and gave all those tasks to all these unelected bodies, and they've created regions across a country in order to take away all our local government. But let me tell you about part two of, of Agenda 21, which is reinventing government 
which is designed to turn all the power over to the UN and the globally elite running it. And in their words, it's to reform and streamline the way the federal government works. So this is the new federalism. It's internationalized terminology, as they say. They, it's a rewrite of the Constitution by redefining the levels of government, words, and the power of government. It's an empowerment of the federal agencies, basically what I said, reinvented government. So this balance of power had, has shifted, destroying the checks and balances in the Constitution at the local level and therefore destroying representative government. This power shift is a philosophical shift to a completely new form of government. It's a merger between government, corporations, and non-governmental organizations. And I say that strongly because it's really important to know. It's, it's putting everything into public-private partnerships. And believe me, the public part, the government, is being bit in it was that we elected people to be to be in charge. Well, we no longer elect people that do anything. They just go and get paid magnificent salaries and they sit up there and the UN tells them what to do. That's frightening. <laughs> Think about the makeup of the UN, folks. That's 90% communist and socialist. And who sticks up for America and Americans? No one. And that is the big problem. Kathleen, the Agenda 21 talks about this sustainable development. What does that mean and what is that going to mean to the people? Well, sustainable development is what they say is, um, is, is just to protect the environment so that our, our grandchildren and great-grandchildren and all will also have a livable word world but it's like i use the word it's pure poppycock we have america the industrial revolution is what gave so many people freedom and this is what they're they're crushing and we're watching them crush it right now it it gave people freedom because they could start a business and they could grow that business and they could earn money they could amass money on their own so they can buy a car, they can buy a house and have a chicken in every pot and they could and they could have a retirement. But the government wants to control us so they're doing away with with all of that and and a sustainable development they say is economy, um, equity and environment. And of course, the environment, they want to take away from us. They want to take all the land away from us, except we get to live in these certain cities around the, the country. But other than that, the rest goes to the Wildlands Project, and then the government will control that. Equity is social justice, but but they use the word, the term, the word equity, because social e they can say the three E's. They can't say E, E, and S, J, you know. So, so 
And you know what social justice is? I'm sure you've discussed this on your program a lot. Um, it, it basically destroying all values between humans and saying some races are better than others and white people are really awful and there's nothing good about them except uh, unless they're part of the global elite. You know, that's social justice, it's political correctness, it's cancel culture, it's Marxism at work. So basically, if you don't say and believe what they tell you to say and believe, then you are in the class of domestic terrorists. Then you are in the class of, of haters. You hate them. And this is what they are sadly teaching our children. They believe that there cannot be another America because if all of the countries look, were able to look at America, then they would want the same thing. They would want a car. They would want a house. They would want the business. And you can't have those pesky wants because that would then shift the wealth back to those producers and creators. And it has to be the government that produces and creates, which means we will have nothing because the government cannot produce or create anything. They can only, as Kathleen said, they can only destroy. So how are they getting this message out, Kathleen? How are they getting all of these people to to buy into all of this garbage? How are they able to do that? Over the school system, over 100 years ago, they have been programming everybody that came out of the school systems how to think or how to not think and think you're thinking. Destroyed people's ability to read. They took away phonics that many years ago, and it's all sight words or guess words. They've, and they've put Marxism into everything. As you were talking about how wonderful America supposedly is, was, it definitely was, and everybody wanted to come here. And that's because this is the only country in the whole world ever that was based on moral absolutes. This was based on moral absolutes, and those moral absolutes came from the Ten Commandments. This is what made America great. Nobody was better than anybody else. Everybody could work up from the—they could use their bootstraps and work up to whatever they wanted to do. People could work. They could have a living. They could have their own home. They could have their backyard barbecue, which is now so verboten that it's unbelievable. You know, neighborhoods out in the suburbs are now called urban sprawl. And that's such a nasty sounding word. It sounds awful like they would want to get rid of it. No wonder why they want to get rid of it. They are masters of the language. That's one thing that we have learned throughout the years. And as we know, the minute we lock on to something that they're doing, they just change the name and continue to do it. And this is what has been going on, as Kathleen just mentioned, in school. What are they teaching our kids? I found some interesting quotes that I wanted to share. And this was from Maurice Strong. He's the founder of the UN Environmental Program. Now, Maurice made all of his money in fossil fuels. He just died recently, and he was a heavy-duty investor in China. And his 
claim to fame, what did he say? He said, isn't it the hope for the planet that the industrialized civilization must collapse? Isn't it our responsibility to bring it and make it happen? So what are they doing right now? They are making it happen. They are pushing the collapse of the industrial world. Uh, this is from Paul Ehrlich. He's a professor of population studies. A massive campaign must be launched to de-develop the United States. De-development means bringing our economic system into line with the realities of ecology and the world resource situation. America is brought down to size is what they're saying. So when they say level the playing field, they certainly did not mean rise up the rest of the people to be like America, they said, no, level the playing field means shoot America down so that it is nothing more than another third world country. The only hope for the world is to make sure that there is not another United States. We can't let other countries have the same number of cars, the amount of industrialization that we have in the United States. We have to stop these third world countries right where they are. And that was from Michael Oppenheimer from the, De the Environmental Defense Fund. And the last one is global sustainability requires the deliberate quest of poverty, reduced resource consumptions, and set levels of morality control. And that was Professor Maurice King. So these are the people that help to create Agenda 21. How do you think they feel about Americans? Boy, Kathleen, they hate us, don't they ever? They hate us. And, the, and what they're working on now in the schools and in, through mainstream media is to have us hate ourselves. They have white people apologizing to be for being white. I think Ben Carson has made so many statements, and I wish I could remember one right now, but basically he just destroyed this black thing about how white people are so awful. You know, trying to get us to fight against each other, and we have to unite. And I see the blacks uniting with us. They, they, the global elite, are they have started all the gang wars you've ever seen. They've started them back in Los Angeles, what, in the 70s or earlier, probably the 60s. But they keep trying to start them up. And they you remember during, during the George Floyd thing and everything, how much they really were pushing. I mean, they let them burn down parts of Seattle, billions of dollars worth, but yet these gangs didn't just keep growing as you would expect them to do since they had nothing to stop them. It's because most people really don't believe in that garbage that they're spewing out, but they're, they need to start a civil war. They want to start a civil war. They want us to start the war. They want us patriots, the original American loving people to, as they would say, fire the first shot. We don't do that. We don't we don't behave like them. It's like the the so-called resurrection on January 6th that they they wanted to to tar us with. They they wanted 
our people to have guns. They didn't. They want us to start it so that they can then take us out with all their big guns and everything. But they're not getting it to happen because I know a lot of patriots out there say, oh, I got my guns. They're just not going to get, you know. Yes, Americans have their guns and that's what they're afraid of. But the Americans aren't just jumping up and starting to shoot people. So they have all these red flag incidents out there that are phony baloney. And when they have cops not going into a building, a school with children for over 40 minutes, letting the guy just shoot them up, you know, those cops were told to stop. This is all you can say, oh, she's getting really outrageous here. I'm not. No, you're not. This is happening. And they're brainwashing you. And people have to speak up. I'm I'm an old lady. But I'm willing to stand up and speak up and speak out for my for my beliefs, for my belief in this, the, what the country was great. I believe in a constitutional republic. And I don't believe I watched a thir- 35 years ago when they started that, you know, America would go in and give food to all these African countries. But they wouldn't allow them to industrialize because they didn't want them to be able to stand on their own two feet. You give them food and then they need more food and and they get non-governmental organizations. That's a dirty word. It's my mind for all those that are affiliated with the U.N. They allow these non-governmental organizations to give free food to Africans so that the farmers in Africa couldn't sell their food because they could get it free from these organizations. And it's just, and they talk about saving the animals, the species. Well, they didn't want people to kill elephants because elephants are, oh, we got to save the elephants, but the elephants were destroying their crops. So an American group went over there and they started a program where they could hunt elephants for $25,000 a hunt. You'd say, And your tribe would be allowed to have sell one elephant hunt to some rich American or European person. And that would cover their money. They could then they'd have enough money to feed their their tribe for the year. But that program had to be shut out because it was doing good. They do not want third world countries to grow, come up to our standards. They want us to go down to theirs. And that is the crux of it. They want us to be poor begging. You will own nothing and you will be happy. And now they're telling us you will rent everything. So you're going to rent a shirt and then you're going to give it back when you're done renting it. So somebody else can rent. Come on. This is so nonsensical. Why aren't people standing up and screaming, you stupid idiots? We don't think like that. Sorry. No, you're absolutely right. Where are the people is the real question. And have they all been so brainwashed? I don't think so. We're coming to the end of our segment. And I want to make sure that everyone gets to read some of the fabulous articles that you have written. Okay, I'm on contactamericanpolicy.org. I'm on News with Views and all over and I'm on Catching Fire News, which is on YouTube and Rumble. Please, folks, go and look up and uh, look for Kathleen Marcourt. Look at her articles, read them, and most important, share them. 
That's how we get the message out. We're in a time when it is going to be harder and harder and harder to get any message out that is op opposition to the government. And we have to seek ways to find it. And this is one way is to find these articles that are full of truth and facts. We believe in truth and facts, unlike uh, the government who believes in truth over facts. Uh, I don't know, have figured how, haven't figured how that one works. But uh, in any event, as I have said before, folks, as we get into the next election cycle, one of the most important things that you can do is vet the candidates. Make your vote count. Vote for a candidate who will put America first, not last. That's what these people want, cutting America down to size to make sure that we are stuck in poverty, just like the rest of the world. We want to have fighters who will work for us, who will represent us. But if we are not in contact with them and they don't know what we want, how can they represent us? That is impossible. So your job for the next weeks as we are closing down primaries in a variety of states is to make sure that you are in contact with your candidates. Make sure they know who you are. Make sure that you can bring them things and ask them questions. Because believe me, too many people don't know and don't understand the depth of what's happening. And that is our job. So that's your job for the next week. Vet your candidates. It is so important. Pay attention to what's going on in the news. Protect yourselves against this onslaught of what we will be seeing in inflation. Inflation. It is very important. America is in a recession, but that does not mean that we will not survive. It means that we have to be smart, we have to protect our assets, and we have to make sure that our family has enough food. We never want to be in a position where the government will say, oh, you want some bread? Give me your gun because that's what it's going to be coming to. So we cannot let that happen. We have to be on top of everything. We will see you again next week, folks. It has been a pleasure as always, and I'm so glad that you are learning what's going on. I wanted to thank you all for listening today. This is Karen Schoen, and you have been listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Stay involved. That's what America is about. Thank you all for listening. But I'll